0: Hello and welcome to So You Need a Video, a podcast about boosting your business with video marketing. I'm Hope Morley. I'm Tori Merritt.
1: I'm Guy Bauer.
0: And today we're going to be talking about testimonial videos. And we recommend testimonial videos pretty regularly to our clients. We think they're an important part of a robust video marketing strategy and as part of a uh, planned customer journey for your website. But... Testimonial videos are trickier than they seem. Um, If done poorly, they can actually actively work against you. Um, But let's get started with just the general and talk about why do testimonial videos work. And Guy, do you want to jump on that to kick us off?
1: Sure. Testimonials work because, in theory, they are third-party testimonials or third-party testaments to how your product or service benefited Uh, your client. And so they are supposed to be, if presented as independently as possible, as authentically as possible, you would use a testimonial video towards the latter part of the sales cycle, the reassurance stage. So as the deal gets closer and closer to being signed, you'd throw uh, some testimonials into the mix and kind of reassure your prospect that, yes, we are real, and yes, our stuff works. Here's some third party telling you exactly how our thing works. This, is, again, is all, in theory, in a perfect world, in an Umalt world, this is how testimonials would be done.
2: And they help, I would say, they help prospects see themselves. In your product or service, as opposed to you've got like CEOs talking, people can't see themselves in a CEO, but they can see themselves in other people like them. So, like I said, they're a great tool. Um, I would say consideration on um, to help people recognize what you're about and see themselves potentially having their problem solved by what you bring to the table.
0: Yeah, and like I mentioned, that's in a perfect world. So, what happens when we're not in a perfect world? What are what are some things that Wait, we sometimes we're not in a perfect world right now? I hate to break it to you. I'm sorry. We're not in a perfect world. There's a lot of bad testimonial videos out there. Um, So what do we see that's in a bad testimonial video and why can that work against you as a marketer?
1: The biggest mistake I see people make is they um, treat their testimonial video too much like a brand asset. So too much like a TV commercial or the way TV commercials used to be, uh, they they treat it too much like all buttoned up and perfect. It's in fact the imperfections that make the testimonial feel real because real people aren't perfect. Your high-level brand assets, your awareness, and to some extent your consideration phase assets do need to be polished and on point and on message and everything. But... Testimonial videos, I I I use like the metaphor. If you think of the Rolling Stones, when you hear Rolling Stones, they they leave mistakes in. Like they hit the strings too hard, and they they twang the like they don't perfectly hold their notes, so they're a little off. There's like imperfections all throughout Rolling Stones, but that's what makes the Rolling Stones so good. So I see the biggest thing is again. Being too perfect, which then goes against the whole reason of it looking independent and third party and uninfluenced by your brand. Too many affectations.
0: And that's what we're going to get into in this episode. So now we're going to dive into seven tips we have to get those authentic testimonial videos. So to guarantee that you have, not to guarantee that you're going to have imperfections in your video, um, but to try to do your best to get that authentic testimonial experience that will work to help reassure those late stage buyers that you have the right product and that you're the company to go for. So we'll dive right in with tip number one. And this is to start and try to be, tip number one is try to be as objective as possible. And your inspiration for this is to think about 60 minutes. How would 60 minutes present your customer testimonial?
1: Yeah, 60 minutes is the gold standard of everything. And the older I get, the more I just become absolutely convinced that 60 Minutes is the most pure form of storytelling. So think about it. If Leslie Stahl were to do a story about your company, right, or about your company having an impact on one of your customers, um, they wouldn't. Even if Leslie Stahl is doing a piece about Tom Hanks, what has Tom Hanks ever done to anyone that, you know, they would try to do a gotcha interview, but 60 Minutes will always throw in contrast. So there'll be some point of the interview where Leslie Stahl will say, but Tom Hanks, many people are saying that you didn't stand up enough to the forces of, I don't know, some government that you were shooting in and, you know, you're placating to the government, Right. They're going to 60 Minutes will always challenge the person they are interviewing, even if they want to do a favorable piece about the person. And they know it's it's because there has to be balance. If it's all too good and too perfect, everybody's warning systems go off that, again, life isn't perfect. And so we start thinking it's like propaganda, like in North Korea, you know, everything is oh, our supreme leader you know, does everything perfect and everything is great. And we all know that that's wrong, that that's it, there is no such thing as that uh, perfect. So 60 Minutes will do that because they must maintain credibility the entire time. Because if they come off as not credible, you will never watch again. And And 60 Minutes, I think, is one of the longest running programs in TV history. And that's how they do it. So how do you use this in your testimonial is – don't make it like a North Korean piece of propaganda. Not everything went perfect. Something happened in this process, in this journey that you your customer took with you. Include it. Let them talk. Let them speak. Because if they're giving you a testimonial, that means that at some point you made it right. Now, and think about it how disarming that is. If you watched a testimonial about some brand you're interested in working with. And a customer came on and said, Yeah, everything, uh, you know, in the end, um, we got what we wanted, it was great, but we did have some roadblocks, uh, and some, some sides, you know, some, some missteps along the process. But ABC Corp made it right, and even when they did mess up, which they did a couple times, they always made it right. That just And like so many brands are like, oh, no, we can't say anything that we messed up anything. But why not? You will mess up something. And it's so disarming because you have to understand that every one of your other competitors are North Koreaizing their testimonials. So just the fact that you have contrast in and you're authentic makes you more credible, makes you like 60 Minutes. And now that makes the piece seem more like a real third-party testimonial, which then... Gives you all the testimonial juice. It, mm-hmm. So actually, I would argue that even if you did do everything right, try your best to put contrast in. It's like this metaphorist. Um, I'll steal from Donald Miller. It's like a loaf of bread. If you bake bread without salt, it tastes weird. Oh, it's it's actually good. awful. It's inedible. But if you put make bread with too much salt, it's also inedible. It's awful. Bread just has to have that like perfect pinch of salt. And that's exactly how I think you should think of inserting contrast, i.e. things that didn't go right.
2: Mm-hmm. We actually have a we have a testimonial from one of our clients on our website. Um, and I think it's actually particularly powerful because it, it mentions that, you know, there were parts of our process to start with that they didn't think would be useful. And at the end, they realized it was the most useful part. If that testimonial had just said, yeah, everything was great. I'm not sure that it would be as powerful as I had my doubts. And by the end, you know, I realized why those were good things about the process. So like Guy was saying, it's, you know, let people explain what their doubts are, because that's what your audience is looking for. They have doubts themselves. So Correct. if you can help people recognize that they're not the only one with those doubts and then go ahead and allay those fears by showing experiences that of people the same with the same thoughts. Um, It's a lot more powerful than just saying everything was great. They're awesome. I love them.
1: Absolutely. Humans, I mean, why do we have this adverse reaction to, you know, TV people like, you know, remember the Carlton sheets, no money down and you can become rich or whatever. We all know that that's snake oil. We have that reaction. You don't want your brand to look like snake oil because nothing is perfect. Nothing is a cure-all. Nothing is a panacea. (laughs) no panacea all
0: right (laughs) Now, now that we have the panacea all right so tip number two jumping off you know think about channel 60 minutes when you're planning out your interview tip number two is don't get paralyzed by the hunt for the perfect story or the perfect customer choose the person who's excited about your product and who's willing to go on the record for you we see a lot of clients that they might have a someone who is willing to go on the record, which is a big deal. Like someone who is willing to do a customer testimonial for you, you might look at them and you say, like, yeah, they're great, but our target persona is really from a bigger corporation or they're female and this guy's a male. But if you just spend all your time looking for the perfect customer or the perfect person to go on camera, you're never going to actually make your testimonial video.
1: Yeah, don't and Go perfect. ahead. No, no, no. We were going to say the same thing. Let's say okay, the I same thing. Perfect, perfect is the enemy, enemy of, of good. good.
2: Um I was like, wait, which way totally I the same God. God. I was totally. like, were we going to go the same way? Um but it it relates perfectly to the point that guy made <laughs> in point number 1, which was actually your search for the perfect maybe the undoing of a good testimonial that's actually useful because it's too perfect. Mm-hmm. Um or you just never get one. Um It's like a lot of things in life. If you keep searching uh, for the perfect version of it, you're going to do nothing instead. Just ask Um, my
1: wife. (laughs) Does
2: that mean Jen's settled, or what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's exactly what that means. (laughs) I'll
2: let you take it from there.
1: Yeah, I know, yeah. She doesn't watch this, so it's okay. (laughs) We love you, Jen. Anyway, yes, so. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing to add. That's exactly right. Um, <laughs> That's a, yeah. yeah. You got to, like, you know, minimum viable product and everything. You just get something on the books. You can always demote it later, too. Right. You can know. always
2: do another one if you do find. Mm-hmm. That's the nice thing about video. Like, testimonials don't need to be expensive, so you can do it fairly economically. And then if something better comes along, you can yeah. always make another one.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a perfect lead into tip number three. So, speaking of trying to be economic with your testimonials, one thing we do not recommend doing, which we hear from clients, is getting testimonials at conferences. Um, it seems efficient, it seems economical, but those getting it, recording a it customer testimonial at a conference is often actually worthless. Um, Guy, do you want to explain a little bit more about this?
1: Yeah. And I've done a million of these. So I know um, from firsthand experience. And yeah, at the surface, it seems like a very smart idea. Hey, we're at a user conference. All of our users are here. This is the perfect opportunity. Let's get them. We'll arrange in one hour segments, you know, or half hour things and have people come and then they show up, sit down, take off their badge. And Answer five questions in a row. Everyone answers the same five questions, and then we'll either make you know forty different testimonial videos or make some compilation thing. And it makes so much sense, but it's actually god awful. Um, it's there's no, no other way to put it.
2: <laughs> to the man <laughs> behind the curtain. Um,
1: like. It's um, there's a few things that play when you try to do this. One is just think about it like what imagine 60 minutes trying to do their story on whatever in 30 minutes and and at a conference right so you have to understand that like people's mindset right when when you arrange for them to take a half hour out of their conference experience they're just trying to get rid of you as fast as possible and I see these folks they come in and they're like what do you want me to say And then what you'll get is a bunch of testimonials that are like ABC Corp. And there's two cameras. So it looks like this. ABC Corp did a great job at doing like, and because you have to edit around everything back
0: and forth. Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) Because no one said anything right. And they're literally like sweaty because you don't have time to clear the sweat up and make up. You don't, you have no time for that. So they're just in front of a backdrop and they're literally metaphorically at gunpoint and they will do and say whatever you want to, to make you go away um, because they don't feel special. A testimonial should be like, Hey, we love working with you so much. What we want to do is send a crew out to your place. Obviously this was pre COVID, but we want to send a crew out and we want to spend like a day with you or a half day with you, whatever. There's a feeling of like, I am special and you think that my case is worth sharing with the world, but just think about it. Like when they know that they're just, it's just a cattle call because they get this yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. How, well, they're not like coming in there like, Oh, I have a story to tell. They're just like, give me the, you know, give me the five questions and the five
0: questions uh, and then my voucher for a free lunch.
1: <laughs> exactly. If they even get that. Yeah. So You're you're again, we have to go back to the beginning of this episode is why do a testimony in the first place It's supposed to be an independent third party testimony, uh, a testament of how your company works. It's supposed to be authentic. And if people are sweaty at gunpoint, two cameras chopping them up. Guess what? People know the two camera trick. They know it. Everybody knows the two camera trick that you could string together sentences using two cameras. It's It it voids. It's not that it hurts your brand. It just does nothing.
0: With a testimonial, it's really about quality over quantity. Getting yeah. 20 testimonials that are just choppy and cut together and look like you're holding their puppy hostage off camera, they're not going to do you anything <laughs> good.
1: Puppy. Puppy yeah. To, don't do that. That's awful.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the other one's so much better, though.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Well, I've got a new one now, holding your puppy. I can just yeah. see it. Like, say it. I'm, I'm How did you we know, serve your needs?
0: It's a, it's a toned down version. <laughs> I like it. I'm not really one for, you know, gunpoint,
1: but yeah. Uh, tell us about the customer experience so the puppy gets it. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, and I just, it's always the sweaty upper lip and just like the deer in the headlights. Because, you know, I'll tell you that when we do testimonial videos, It takes me a half hour just to warm a person up, just asking a bunch of throw up questions to get them comfortable under the stage lights. You know, uh, Hope and I recorded a a master class that we're going to be unveiling soon. And I'm a professional. I do this for a living. For the first half hour to 45 minutes, I was sweating red faced uh, like I think I was even having hives. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, rrr, rrr, rrr. I couldn't say anything. I was, everything was like so stale and staged and it took me 45 minutes just to get used to like, all right, there's a light there. Okay. Okay. And like for to feel comfortable. Yeah, And, and that's get out the of same your own
0: head. You just start yeah. to be like, Oh my God, the camera's on me. Am I saying the right thing?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you do the cattle call conference thing, you're in that, your whole time with that person is in their awkward deer in headlights, flushed hives. You know, you see the hives, it's un- incredible. Like, um, so yeah, don't do that. It's a bad idea. What you could do is if you are in a conference, maybe try two in a day. That could be something. And mm-hmm. if they have out, the time, if they have the time. That's the other problem. It's usually that. Yeah, they not they're not right. there for your you. They're, They're there, there to there maximize
2: their time with their Correct. clients and customers. Yeah, <laughs> They
1: paid to be there. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so that leads <laughs> into our next two tips, which are really how to get the best interviews out of these customers <clears throat> that you're asking to be in your testimonial. So tip number four is once you've identified this customer, you've decided you're going to do the testimonial. So have your director, your production company, your video agency, have them do a pre-interview, talk to the person before they show up with the camera, but don't give them the questions and don't over prep your customer that's going to be featured.
2: That's the worst is watching an interview that clearly has no soul or life, and the person is trying really hard to say it, um, especially when it's like brand names or product names and they're trying to like put it in the order that it's trademarked or whatever um to make a a marketing person happy it just comes across as no one no one calls your product by its four word trademarked name so when you're pushing people in a testimonial great do that in your your top of funnel do that in your brand film obviously but for testimonials as long as it's close enough the more you force it the worse it sounds the more you try to get them to say like well this these are what our key audiences are worried about make sure you talk about this this and this it's a hot mess. I mean, you can guide them a little bit so they know what you're going to ask them as a general topic. But as soon as you give them questions, they come back with you, you know, with like, like you did in school, sort of like a quiz. There's like, you have to write, they say like, you need to write this in a full sentence. Don't just write the answer. So you're like, my favorite color is, and it just starts to sound.
1: I came, I come from talk radio and in talk radio, my boss, Jonathan Brandmeier um, gave me some great advice. Uh, because I used to try to, I would interview our guests before they would come on with, with Johnny. But in doing that in-depth pre-interview, um, I took all the, the awesome bites, right? The first time you ever say something is always the best. The second time you say it, you're trying to recall what you said the first time. So the second time you say something is at best a, an attempt of recalling a really good line you had. So don't pre-interview. Don't, like a lot of folks, what they'll do is they'll come in, they'll, they'll uh, have the subject come into the room, and then the marketing person will start interviewing or telling them exactly what to say and whatever, like. All you're doing is is you're piling stuff onto this person's brain of stuff they have to be careful about and be concerned about. That's before they even get used to the lights and the director like me that's like, you know, and like craft service and eating M&Ms and stuff like there's too much stuff. Don't over prep because what you're going to do is force them into bad acting mode where they try to recall what they said to you that was so great the first time. Ask roundabout questions. So um, another thing, too, is if, say, a subject, you know, we get this a lot. Well, our subject wants to know, ex- you know, what the questions are. Don't, they, they really don't. They're just trying to make sure that you're not trying to get them or zing them. That they just want to make sure they look smart. And, they're so of, and
0: they want to be prepared, right? That's right. People want to do a good job.
1: Yeah. So instead of giving exact questions, just give topics like we're going to ask you about this, about your rotary girder, about whatever, whatever, whatever. Don't give them the questions. The first time I ask you a question is the best answer you'll ever give, even if even if you use, um, uh, guess what? We can edit all that. It's the delivery of those words. That's the most pure it will ever be. And then if I make you do it again and again and again, all you're doing is making a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy.
2: Mm-hmm. And you may actually miss out on some key components of a story if people have already felt guided through what they're supposed to say. There might have been a story that they would have told you if you hadn't, yeah. you know, kept them bundled in that now you'll never yeah, you'll never know about it because it wasn't part of like the outline or the path that you gave them. So you miss out on something potentially very powerful for no reason other than trying to, you know, overly prep them or force feed them
0: what you want them to say.
1: I love that point. Thank you.
0: Um, And a related tip. So tip number five here is don't over prep your subject. Tip number five, don't be overly critical then during the interview.
1: Yeah. You have to understand that people are scared of the hot seat to them. It's this, thing and everyone in the room is looking at them, the camera people, the marketing people, their own people. If you think about it, they're really scared of their own people because they don't want to like, look like they, you know, they, they, uh, screwed it up. There's so much pressure. And then for you to criticize them is the, all you're doing is just beating them down. And that's how you get the testimonials that are like, dude, just tell me what you want. You know, like they just look like they're, you can just see it. They're just telling you what they want
2: They stop, like they stop actively trying to do a good job. And like, you just tell me and I'll do what you say to get this over with. Um, And that's what we see is people, it's just like anything in life, if you criticize someone, not constructively, you're not helping them in any way, or letting them try it a couple of times before you tell them it's wrong, they're just going to keep it's going to get worse, you're never going to get what you're looking for, because that they're scared, right? We're all scared of rejection. So guy, you talk about this is like, you don't tell them necessarily it was wrong. You let them do it a couple of years, like, let's just get another one, yeah. see if they maybe correct it themselves or say it slightly differently. So you don't have to tell them it's wrong, quote, wrong. Or after a couple of times, you're like, love it. What if we try, you know, you give them direction that allows them to still feel like it's their thing. As soon as you take someone's agency away, and it doesn't even feel like their testimonial. At that point, they're kind of like, Honestly, they're like, F you, like, I'm just tell me what you want so I can leave. I don't care anymore.
1: Never interrupt somebody. So even if they're totally screwing up everything, don't stop them, let them go. Even if it takes two to three minutes to let them burn out their answer. What you could do is just punt the question for three questions from now. Don't even say, don't even tell them that they screwed it up. Just say, just make a note like, all right, I'm going to ask this again at the end of the interview. And What you could do is if, say, they got the company name wrong, you say the company name right and don't say they got it wrong. Just go, okay, great. Now, what did you think about ABC Corp? You know, whatever, however you pronounce (laughs) your name, Um, uh, help them without do your darndest to not criticize whatsoever. If you must use this, and I learned this from Philip Bloom. He goes, he makes it the video's fault. So you go like this, say they, they're just not getting it. They're screwing it up still. And you have to go, you go, all right, you're doing great. Everything is great. Now, listen, just for the sake of the video, we, we, you know, if you can just, just say you bought the diamond package just for sake of the video. And now what you do is it's not you telling them they suck. It's the video. And like, Ugh, we just, uh, our corporate, corporate overlords, you know, just for the sake of the video, can you say that? And it's softening it. It's just making it where it's not their fault. It's just the video's fault and like, you know, corporate or whatever. And then now they'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like totally make sure also you reserve any of the things that you want them to say, do that at the end of the interview, all the way at the end. Because if you let them speak, like Tori said, if you let them have agency and control their story then at the end, when you're like, we got everything just for the sake of the video, can you tell, you know, like, say that you went to the, you know, the stars or something. <laughs> then they're like, yeah, 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 totally. I got that for you. And they'll do it believably because, like, you've given them ownership. They've done it. And they're, they're ready to go anyway. They're comfortable. Yeah. They'll, they're like, yeah, tell me what you need. Like, you're a friend.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that does... Take us to tip number six here, which is another production tip for your testimonial. And tip number six is paint a picture of a person, not of a customer being interviewed. So, ideally, tying back to why this doesn't work ideally at a conference or things like that, if you can, think about what 60 minutes would do again with this testimonial. Interview them at their office not your office or at their home if that's relevant and try as much as possible to keep your brand out of it don't take them to your office and put them in front of your logo that's behind them because suddenly that suspension of disbelief that you have from your viewer is going to be completely gone because they're just reminded the whole time that this is sponsored by abc corp
1: I hope there's not really an ABC Corp that we've been. I'm bashing. sure they're actually, they've actually been bashing for years. <laughs> we get they're sued. coming for us. How dare you? Our <laughs> testimonials are great. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, well, this is where, like, I think, like Hope is saying, the location is important, and then I hope I'm not ruining the next tip, but having like footage from like their life and their experience as part of a testimonial, if it's appropriate, um, is important, and maybe that is just at work because that's all that you can get. Or maybe it includes their family if they're open to letting you, you know, we just do some patient testimonials and it's it's powerful to see them as a human, not just someone who takes a pill or an injection or whatever, um, but recognizing that, again, people are people and that's, that's how we relate. We don't relate to a testimonial itself. We're relating to a person who's had an experience that could be similar to ours and it worked out well for them and we want it to work out well for us too. And seeing them holistically, not just sitting in front of a camera is it's much easier for me to connect with them than just oh they said it's great and there's some things you know you're buying paper or something on amazon i feel like that you know i don't need to know their life story they just need to tell me it went in the printer and it was fine but for something bigger that you know you're transforming your business or you know a very expensive solution that you're purchasing or a product you know someone's what is their struggle what are they dealing with and how it helped them make their life better is what I want to know, not just the bare bone fact of it worked. Yep, I
1: yep, agree. That's
0: it. it exactly, yeah. um, and that takes us into tip number seven, which is looking at the testimonial as a whole and really when you go back and have your production team or agency team edit it, keep in mind that a good testimonial should be a story. It should not be a Q and A with a person sitting in front of a camera
1: every company on the planet can list all the things that their company does and every company on the planet can as long as they're in business can get a customer to look into a camera and list a bunch of stuff every company your competitors can say the same stuff you can the ground that we need to fight over is not what they're saying. It's how they're saying it. The one who is more authentic wins, always. The one that looks more believable. And authenticity is like, you know, a buzzword. Actually, it's kind of like past its butt. I feel like it peaked in 2015, and now it's kind of, you it's know, expected. Yeah, it's expected, but it's right? But
2: import- yeah. it's still important. People are still not doing it well.
1: So Yes. You're in a war of credibility and telling a story is the easiest way to win that war and make sure it's uncompany affected as possible.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And there's little ways of doing that. I would say, um, Guy, you edited a video um, for a client, I don't know, almost a year ago, I think. And um, getting into the testimonials can be hard, right? How do you get in without it just being like, I love this product. Um, and there was a moment we had a, a husband and a wife on a couch in their home. And there was a moment um, where they were looking at each other, like who's going to start, Um, And it was just so relatable and heartwarming to see two people being normal and being like, I don't know, how do we do this? Like, it just felt really, really authentic. And it was a nice way into it where it would have just been like, client X, love their product. And you're just like, well, versus seeing these two people in like a moment, you see the relationship between the two of them and just like their humanness to start the whole thing off. And you're already like, okay, these people aren't, why would these people lie to me? You know what I mean? Like these people are doing this because they believe it. They don't have to be here if they
1: don't want to be. Yeah. You have to understand why you're using a testimonial. Um, you're using it to reassure, to make people believe that you are real, which you are. That's the thing. You're so real. Why, why shoot yourself in the foot? Why shoot yourself in the foot over just poor implementation of a testimonial video? You should watch this podcast episode and do what we say. <laughs>
0: And then you'll make all
2: the sales. Relevance, authority, yeah.
0: So, thanks for listening to this episode. To recap our seven tips for getting the most authentic testimonial videos possible tip one try to be objective, channel 60 minutes as you're making your video. Tip two don't be paralyzed by the hunt for the perfect customer, choose the person who's willing to go on the record for you. Tip three. Don't record your testimonial at a, t- a conference and don't make it a cattle call if you can avoid it. Tip four, do a pre-interview with your subject, but don't give them the questions and please don't over prep the person. Tip five, once you're in the interview, don't be overly critical of your subject. They are doing a favor for you, let them speak. <laughs> tip six, paint a picture of a person not as a customer being interviewed, it's not a Q&A. And then tip seven, make your video a story. All these tips will be posted on our website at umalt.com. That's U-M-A-U-L-T dot I'll also share some resources. We have some great resources on how to uh, get the best interviews out of people. So once you've got this testimonial going, we can talk a little bit more about how to get a good interview out of a subject. Lots of great content there. I'll gather that all for you. So thanks for listening today. If you're watching us on YouTube, please like, subscribe, leave us a comment if you uh, use any of these tips in your testimonial videos, let us know. We love to hear from you. Um, and thanks for listening.